0: Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey Fetch! Hey Fetch! Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude.
1: Hey Fetch, did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser?
0: Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the guy live Prime Time. Why not?
2: Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East?
0: Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect.
2: You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Ethan you're always politically correct.
0: Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow?
2: I'm sure, you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now, coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The
1: Fetch.
0: All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is indeed The Fetch. And you are listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Today's date is Thursday, August 26, 2021, and a good Thursday afternoon early evening. To all of you listening in the United States and Canada in a good late Thursday to early Friday morning. To all of you listening in European and Asian time zones and of course wherever you're listening out there on the World Wide Web or our FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets. May all be well with you and yours. Quite a hot day here. Of course, it's always hot here, I guess, in Riyadh. Uh, it's summer, <laughs> I guess. Anyways, we had temperatures hitting 113 degrees under sunny skies and a mild breeze you could call that a desert wind which is nothing more than uh, basically a giant fan blowing hot air around but anyways it's still quite warm at uh, just after one o'clock in the morning we're sitting at 93 degrees and we're not even going to get down into the 80s it's only going to hit 90 degrees tonight as our low and then we're going to see this for just a couple more days before we go into i guess a cooling trend which you'll see temperatures drop a whole five degrees wow that's a good thing i guess but anyways it's been hot out here I'm not sure you heard of last Saturday's show. If you didn't, we had John Kaminsky, an old friend, came back. Great to hear him. Hadn't been on, I think, the show for about three to four or five years, something like that. It had been some time. And we had a great conversation, enjoyed it quite a bit. If you haven't had a chance to hear that show, well, I recommend you go to uh, castbox.fm. Subscribe on Castbox. We have the shows up. By within 24 hours, uh, usually, you know what I mean? I kind of get finished here at 3 in the morning, and I do the posting the next day, you know. That's just kind of how it works. So, but anyways, uh, check it out on the right-hand sidebar. Usually, it's up within 24 hours. So, uh, that's it, I guess. That's kind of the news there. Uh, let's see, Thursday. No, Thursday, Tuesday. Tuesday. You know, I did a special show Tuesday with uh, Ms. Jody Kay from the U.K., and while doing that show, we um, did a video. Basically, it was a live video stream. Uh, Jodi, she, she, she gave me the whole floor, and what we did was an nice Isisian Codes a show basically i'm not sure how it worked out for the newbies out there i did my best to soften the blow it's kind of a difficult subject i haven't talked about that for literally years and years and years at that type or style of a show in fact i've never done that type well actually i have uh with red ice and a few others back in the day but anyways it was a i'm hearing from those who understand what we do with the Isisian Codes. That was actually a pretty good show. So I want to thank you guys for that. Thanks to Von Hash for arranging everything. Thanks for Jody to Jody K for allowing me to come on. If you want to follow her work, I know she's on D live. Look up Jody K You can look up again Jody Kay. And she's really a rising star within the populist movement. She's more of a mm, I guess a musician, uh if not a musician, at least a singer, an artist. And she does you know, what she does, but she's also become somewhat of a, I don't know if she's witting or unwitting, but uh, she's now kind of like a rising star in the populist movement. So you might want to check her out if you're over in the UK. Of course, feel free if you're from anywhere else and want to get some new fresh content, check her work out equally. So Jody and Vaughn, thank you so much for that. Appreciate it very much. Now let's kind of get into the show. Let's start. With what's going on in Afghanistan, you know, we've been raising the Afghanistan issue the last couple weeks, and we had a very tragic event today, I'm sure a lot of you have heard about it, but there has been an attack on the Kabul airport there, I think Hamid Karzai airport is what it's called, but 60 civilians lost their lives, but what's even worse for the United States is we lost 12 U.S. service members, I hear another 15 to 17 um, suffered casualties, injuries there. So total of, uh, what is that, 12 and 17 would be 29 casualties. It's probably the most, it's not probably, it's the most deadly U.S. military wartime casualty event since 2011. This is a a very big deal again. 12 U.S. service members killed, 15 injured. It is 15, so that's 27. According to Afghan Health Ministry says at least 60 civilians Are dead. They're saying, once again, the Islamic State claims responsibility. Well, again, this is Taliban territory. It's not Islamic State. So when I hear the word Islamic State, what I'm thinking about is Israel. I'm thinking about black CIA operations. I'm thinking about the dirty side of the U.S. military. So we have to look at this as with a grain of salt. For those of us in the, uh, what do you say, the uh, conspiracy world, you know, things are never as they claim. Now, Boris Johnson, he is saying that the U.K. will continue with final stages of getting people out of the Kabul airport uh there's also further attempts to evacuate, really flood our countries with more Afghans. Uh, that's going out into the UK. It's also coming into the United States, into Denmark, other countries. So clearly, as we all know, this clergy plan, this Jewish plan to destroy much of Western civilization, this is exactly another key event that allows the Jewish people, and Jewish people have been taking a front-center in the ability not the ability but in the planning and the i guess welcoming of refugees into our countries uh, my my word to the israeli people and to all those jews out there send these freaking people to israel uh, we've got enough problems on our own without having us now to dedicate more and more resources to people that are just coming over that are going to be dead wood for us. We have huge problems in our own countries now with the health ministries, with the COVID tyranny uh, that's going on. We don't need to be diverting more and more of our resources to something that has nothing to do with us in the United States. Biden is reportedly receiving, quote-unquote, urgent briefings. That's supposed to be like a, wow, that's a big news. Can you imagine trying to give urgent meetings or urgent briefings to a dementia-ridden moron like Biden like what are you going to deliver to the guy seriously the guy is so stupid he's so freaking out of it he's he's gone mentally what are you going to deliver to this guy oh we're going to send an urgent meeting in to Biden yeah whatever whatever the guy's not even a US president he is a part of a coup against the United States he doesn't represent the United States people even he represents this dark side and here's what's interesting, too. Um, apparently, apparently, what the United States did, which is not the United States, it's the coup heads, the coup leaders, the collaborators in this. they provided the Taliban with a kill list. Can you imagine I can it's not stupidity these these people know what they're doing. So what they did, they call up the Taliban, right? But it's supposed to be ISIS. Okay, you know, you know, these mainstream media, they can never get their stories straight. So they call the Taliban. They say, okay, here's the list of people we want you to help clear to the airport. But then they claim it's ISIS that did the attack. But you gave the list to the Taliban. So why is it you're blaming ISIS when you gave the list to the Taliban? Unless the Taliban is working with Mossad, working with the deep state to basically... Do what they did, which was to attack the airport. We have apparently some 1,500 U.S. people still stuck in the airport. You know, this is like, to those of you who are familiar with U.S. history, and I know my American friends, you certainly are. This is like Custard's Last Stand. You know, they're sitting there. They've been fighting these Indian wars over there for a long time. It's 20 years in the making. They're sitting there in Kabul, and now they're surrounded in the airport. All the Indians are coming around, and they're like, you know, the Taliban are here to support us. No, they're the freaking – guys, first of all, you shouldn't have been there. Now, here's the thing, and this is something, again, Tucker Carlson's not talking about it. Uh, none of the mainstream people, Donald Trump is not talking about it. In fact, I saw an interview just the other day with Donald Trump, and he's up there talking. I don't know whether it's Sean Hannity or – Maria Perino or whoever it was, but he said, you know, I negotiated a pullout by March 1st, and Biden didn't honor it. But here's what I want to say to you out there. Understand what's going on, because I didn't understand what was going on until Kabul fell to the Taliban. There was an operation, the original operation that funded this whole thing, ended like in December the 15th, something like that. By January 1st, we put in of 2016, we put in a new thing called Operation Resolute Support. And that was just more of this money grabbing by the various contractors out there to quote unquote train the Afghan military. All right. That operation wound down July the 12th. What does that mean? If it winds down on July the 12th of this year, it means that the legal authority to be in this country has been forfeited. You are no longer there as a legal point. Trump can say all he wants. Oh, I would have, done, but Trump give us, talk frickin' sense here. Dude, the, the operation, the legal authority to stay in Afghanistan ended July 12th. Nobody's frickin' talking about this. Nobody. Now here's what I don't understand. And this is where you get into a huge dereliction of duty, negligence, criminal fraud, treason. I don't know what you want to call it. But when I look at what's happening now, I know I'm supposed to clear out on July 12th. Okay, all of my allies, except for the UK and a couple other missions, cleared out by June 30th. Okay, everybody understand everybody. The only ones left are. The imperialist British, if you want to call them that. You have the uh, United States, the Zionist-occupied government of the United States. And I don't know who else. I'd have to go back and look at my notes. But there was just a couple. The only two main contingents there was the United States and the UK. Purportedly, because again, you can only trust Jewish news so far, right? Purportedly, we had between fifteen to 27,000 Americans in Kabul. My question then goes back, and it's a very serious question here, because it's just a serious question. When you knew Operation Resolute Support was going to end July the 12th, why did you keep any civilians in there up until June? Why were not the civilians cleared out by June? This is basic common sense. And if you're a civilian, all right, if you're a civilian and you have half a freaking brain, why did you stay until after January or j- June the 30th? Why did you stay? You knew or you should have known you're an expatriate in a war zone, okay? And you're not paying attention to what's going on. You're trying to just make a few extra more bucks, okay, because you're part of the contract and you're pulling the gravy train as an expatriate over there. Why did you get out of there by June 30th? Are you that stupid? I, that's just a direct thing. And it was, oh, you know, we got to support our America. Yeah, you, I agree. we got to support them. But again, you're supporting a bunch of frickin' morons. Get the hell out of the country. We hear that 26 students were there. What the hell are 26 students going to a war zone for? Can anybody explain the logic to me on this thing? Seriously, I'm a student in college. Let's go to where? Where do you want to go on your uh, student education trip? Yeah, I think Kabul would be a great place to go. Yeah, that's great. Operation Resolute Support is going to end, but let's go to Kabul. Again, do you realize how stupid these people are? Seriously, we're talking about a level of common sense that is basically less than. Let's. I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to be called names here. You guys fill in the gaps. Anyways, just a, that's just a little start to the rant. I'm actually not even done because here's what I've learned further. What I now suspect, and I'm just going to use the word suspect. And again, Trump, I hear all this stuff from all you Hopium guys about the white hats. Oh, the white hats, the white hats, the white hats. You know what I've garnered from all this? If you actually do have any white hats, your numbers are are small, okay? You have really small numbers. Because what we saw happening in Kabul is essentially a theft of U.S. military assets. It's a theft. Listen to this. This is coming from a Eastern European, and again, it's not vetted by me, but this is coming from an Eastern European intel uh, site. The United States left behind 2,000 armored vehicles, including Humvees and MRAPs. MRAPs are like the strikers. They left behind this, get this, 75,989 vehicles. That includes FMTVs, F35 or M35 trucks, Ford Rangers, Ford 350, F350s, Ford vans, Toyota pickups, armored security vehicles, etc. They left home behind 45, 40 Five UH-60 Black Hawk helicopters. Now, to the U.S. military, the 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 woke oh praise us every Thursday and praise us every Saturday and Sunday before a sporting event. Thank you for your service. What the hell are you leaving? Sixty frickin' UH or forty-five UH-60 helicopters in Afghanistan for? Can you answer that to me? You leave behind fifty. 50 MD-530G Scout attack helicopters. These are like small stuff with little machine guns put on the front. They kind of go around they, they like a little mosquito, and they kind of like strafe little areas. Maybe they got some little rockets put on them too. Eagle military drones. 30 military version Cessnas. Uh, four C-130s. You left four C-130s behind? That was intelligent. 29 Brazilian-made A29 Super Tacano ground attack aircraft. 29? You didn't get your airplanes out? At least. Anyways, when you look at it, it's 208 total aircraft were left behind. 208 total aircraft. Now, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, Operation Resolute Support is ending July 12th. Uh, Trump says, I negotiated the deal to get out by May. Trump, you had no frickin' choice, alright? Your operation was ending by, by basically agreement. Operation Resolute Support ended July 12th. So don't give us this, I, I, I negotiated. You didn't have a choice, alright? You should have gotten out when you should have gotten out and you didn't want to get out because whatever reason, you kept staying there. Alright? So now you've got this massive cluster F. 12 U.S. soldiers are now dead. Another 15 are are, are injured. You got 60 civilians who are now uh, dead. Because why? Because there's no decision-making of any common sense in Washington. This government, if you want to call it that, this coup, these coup plotters, I heard, and I have not confirmed this, but between January and May... They were actually pumping more military equipment into Afghanistan. They were pumping more military equipment into Afghanistan. What does that tell you? Guys, they knew, they knew that this operation was ending July the 12th. Everybody does. It's legal. It's a legal document. This operation terminates July the 12th. So everybody knows it. When you look at the militaries out there, they, they actually do work under treaties. They work under some type of legal cover because otherwise they're just out there just playing cowboys. So they always have to work under some quote unquote operation of law. That law ended for them. If you recall back in the days of Iraq in 2009, 2011, I believe the, the U.S forced essentially the Iraqi government to hold U.S. servicemen uh, free of liability while the U.S. servicemen were there. Why? Because they're operating under a legal document. Same here in Afghanistan. So if, if indeed we are looking at a case where the U.S. military was pumping more and more weapons in from January to May, What you're really looking at here is a theft, an organized theft of U.S. military hardware where it can go basically disappeared in Afghanistan. They had over 600,000, 600,000 small arms were still left back behind in Afghanistan. This would include M-16s, M-249s, M-24 sniper systems, 50 caliber machine guns. They had 1,000. Three hundred and ninety-four M two hundred and three grenade launchers. They had M one thirty-four miniguns, twenty millimeter Gatling guns, sixty-one thousand M two hundred and three rounds, twenty thousand and forty grenades. You guys get it in the picture here. This was a theft of U.S. military hardware. They left behind howitzers. They left behind thousands of rounds of mortars. They left behind one hundred get. uh, 162,000 pieces of military communication hardware. 162,000 pieces. What the hell? You had 3,500 people in the country and you're leaving this behind? You're leaving behind 16,000 night goggle visions, but you've only deployed 3,500 people? What the hell is going on? You left that behind 10,000. Wow, that too? They left behind 10,000 2.75-inch air-to-ground rockets. Well, they got an Air Force now. You got 208 people. You had 208 aircraft left behind. You have charges, thermites, incendiaries, 2,520 bombs. We don't know the caliber of that. We have encrypted cell phones, laptops. All of these were still operational according to this, again, Eastern European intelligence site. Pallets with millions of dollars in U.S. currency. So you basically funded your payroll for these people. Uh, you have 20 million. Wow. 20 million. rounds of 7.62 ammunition. And 9 million rounds of fifty caliber ammunition. Uh, man, I'll tell you. Large stockpiles of carriers, meaning the body armor. And you left behind handheld interagency identity detection equipment, you know biometrics equipment, and then of course, just the standard stuff like tons of bulldozers. who was there to operate the bulldozers? Oh, was that the contractors? Tell me who was that So think about that. all of this information is coming from a site called uh, Intel Slava uh, again, it's I believe an Eastern European site, but if these numbers hold true, guys, you had 3 thousand five hundred military men there. Uh, that actually at 3,500 that were in training and I think another 5,000 that were there basically to guard the trainers. So with 8,000 people, what the hell did you need 45 UH-60 Blackhawks for? You know what I mean? Who, what air wing was it, was, were these attached to? What air wings now are missing their equipment? If these numbers are true, let's put an if out there because this is something that I've been looking for numbers and this was sent to me today. If these numbers hold true, this is literally a theft of U.S. military hardware. This is no different than what you saw happen in Libya. All right? When Libya fell, all of Qaddafi's armory basically vanished into thin air. That's what we're looking at here. We are looking at a rearming of terrorist forces. But these terrorist forces don't have the capability to go into the U.S. military structure, get the equipment, moved from U.S. stocks to Afghanistan, and then magically allow the Afghanistan people to have it, which you know it's not just the Taliban now. It's not just, quote-unquote, ISIS, because if these numbers hold true, you are talking about arming a new terrorist cell to begin operating again. You know, if I'm Putin or I'm China, I'm looking at the U.S. administration. In fact, if I'm any country in the world right now, if I look at this, I'm looking at the U.S. administration, the U.S. military, the CIA, everybody involved in the U.S. state as being nothing but a bunch of rogue criminal elements that are themselves terrorist operators. There is zero reason and zero intelligence why you would leave all of this equipment behind. Anyways, it's the fetch, everybody. Inside the high live prime time uh, again. Uh, Twelve U.S. soldiers are being reported dead now in Kabul. Fifteen hundred U.S. military personnel are now surrounded. I don't know if it's fifteen all military, but fifteen hundred U.S. Uh, civilians and military now surrounded uh, in Kabul at the airport. So we are just going to have to see precisely. Uh, how this plays out again? This is a, a case where if you got a lot of white hats out there, guys, where the hell are you? And my my idea is you just don't have the numbers. You don't have the numbers to, to turn around the problems we have. It's the fetch. Everybody inside the eye live prime time. Back right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the fetch inside the eye live prime time. Today's August the twenty sixth, two thousand and twenty one. And a good uh, Thursday afternoon, I guess. Drive time for those of you in the United States. And getting close to dinner time. So, moms, I bet you you're all cooking right now, aren't you? Listening to the Fetch on the radio. Uh that's probably a good thing though. But yeah, it's probably getting close to cooking time now, so that's I guess a pretty good thing. You know, cooking's good. I I didn't get cooked. I someone was supposed to cook for me tonight and she bailed. She bailed. So I had to go out to dinner tonight. And but it was good dinner, you know. I went to an American place called Chili's. You know, you guys know Chili's. I got my Tex-Mex fix, you know. That was good. I was supposed to get some delicious delicious, I don't know, what do you call that uh chicken curry, but uh chicken curry t- chicken yeah but i didn't get it guys i feel so slighted here but no not really it was a great day today it's been a busy day great week actually uh, been very things things are going well at least for me uh still knock on wood i don't know how long i can keep it going man with this vaccine mandate stuff just swirling around us but so far we've managed to survive and uh, again we're, we're we're still studying uh, i guess the lay of the land that type of stuff trying to see what's going on to those of you in the, uh, chat room, uh, just hi. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, how many of, how many of you guys are there? I haven't even seen. It's okay. It's, it's good. It's good. So anyways, guys, welcome there. Aussie, good morning, dude. You're in the news today. The Australians are certainly in the news. You want to talk about a basket case nation. You know, I don't know when, but some time ago, the Australian people gave up all of their weapons. They just handed in all their weapons. And now you've got, one of the most tyrannical governments in the world today, which would be the Australian government. What a bunch of nutcases are running Australia. You know, I don't have any clips. I just couldn't find any quick enough. But I have seen these guys talk about, you know, it's when you're walking down the street, it's not the time to talk to your neighbor. You stay inside of your house and don't talk to your neighbors. And, you know, you can spread the virus by smiling. I mean, you're talking about a bunch of nutcases running the Australian government. Literally. They're psychopaths, they're criminals, they're insane, and they're supported by many in the police. And now we're just learning. I think this is a new story. Let me check this story before I go live with it. Uh no, it's not new. It's not new. It's a, a couple it's a couple weeks old. But apparently, Australia, this is coming out of American military news, Australia has been deploying helicopters, hundreds of troops to keep people basically locked in their homes. Now, the point here is this. If it's a quarantine, you quarantine healthy people. I mean, you you quarantine people who are unhealthy, that have some type of disease. But when you are quarantining healthy people, you're basically declaring that you're putting everybody under house arrest. Bottom line. Who, again, you have to look at this as an adult situation here. You're an adult. You're, theoretically, I'm obviously not talking to the children now, but uh, you're an adult. Your aunts and cousins and fathers and everybody else, we're all adults. We're all adults. And in a Western governmental system, the politicians do not tell us what to do. They are our servants. We are electing them theoretically to put them into positions of power to serve us. That's it. If they are not serving us, they deserve to be removed. Now, if they are involved in draconian type of tyranny in the U.S. government, the Constitution of the United States says very clearly and specifically: You, the American people, have every right. To overthrow the government. You have every right to do so. But in Australia, it's getting absolutely insane. For instance, there's a story, maybe you've heard this one, but I'm going to repeat it anyways for those of you who haven't. One Australian city, and I'm not sure if it's a major city or not, but they were a bunch of dogs in a rescue center, And the government came in and shot every single one of those dogs because they didn't want people to leave their house, come in and adopt those dogs. They literally shot who knows how many dozens of dozens of dogs because they didn't want you, the Australian people, to adopt the dogs. Can you imagine how sick these people are and are they really people? And do they really deserve to be in these positions? And at what point do we classify these people as terrorists themselves operating with a facade of government? You know, they can talk all day long that, you know, literally all day as much as they want about how, you know, violent insurrection and all of this stuff. But what the hell do you call a government that declares war on its people? You're sitting there saying, "If you don't take this vaccine, you can't go shopping. If you don't do this, you can't do that. If you, well, well, what? What is this? Why don't we just tell the truth? Jews and their pharmaceutical companies run the world right now. It's that simple. You know, someone was giving me a good story today. You've got leading health officials in the Philippines, as you know, it's a, it's a place where I have a lot of interest. You've got leading health officials up there wearing 13 million peso watches." Divide that by 50, and you're going to get how much that is in U.S. dollars. All right? 13 million peso. Divide it by 50, and you see what that watch is worth. How in the hell does that guy get the watch? Did the watch manufacturers give it to him because he's going to be on television? It's going to be good advertising for him? Yeah, maybe, but why is he accepting this gift? Right? And why is this guy involved in literally shutting down the Philippines country? This guy is a traitor. He sold out the country and the people for a freaking watch. Do you realize how insane this is? And nobody's standing up to this. You sold out your country for a watch? You want to talk about a Judas selling out Jesus? What are you doing? You know, with interest, maybe the 30 points of silver are worth the 13 million peso today. Maybe it's the same value. It's still the stupid 30 pieces of silver. You know, inflation since 2,000 years ago, it's kind of gone up, all right? So it's, it's maybe it's the same. But think about that. And start looking at all your health ministries around the world. How rich are they getting? How many countries are paying you as a health company or a health hospital or whatever, to kill people. And you think we don't see it? You think everybody's blind and all, we're a bunch of children? Half of us that understand this are 15 times superior in you in freaking intellect. We know what's going on. I told you guys years and years and years and years and years ago, the only problem for us is not intelligence, it's not brains, it's not conceptual reasoning, it's not the ability to formulate plans. We don't have the levers and powers of instrument of state. That's it. If I had the instruments of state, it's easy. It would theoretically be easy, but we don't have it. Uh, let's see here. I felt like I'm going dead there. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, we just don't have the instruments of state. And then you have all the hopium. It had to be this way. You guys know who I'm talking about. You know, you hope so. But you know what? What we've just seen come out of Afghanistan, you've just armed a frickin' army, dudes. Do you realize Afghanistan has the fourth largest air force in the world now? Something like that? And then you've got a Biden administration, all right? Biden administration comes out, and they have a brilliant statement. And I've been telling you guys, and you guys get it, and it gets us all in a lot of trouble. But, hey, i got to tell the truth. Biden administration official says U.S. pull out from Afghanistan, frees up resources for Israel. (laughs) What? What? Now, we've already told you the Biden administration is nothing but a Jewish Bolshevik uh, organization. It's a terrorist organization. It's a Jewish Bolshevik operation. It is no different than what we saw in 1917, what we saw with Mao in 1954, going into the 1960s, it's no different than Pol Pot. The only difference is the mechanism of how they're killing people. Instead of doing killing fields, where they just use a lot of bullets, and I don't know, today a bullet is what, uh, 17.5 cents per each? Now they're saying, you know what, <laughs> that was a lot of work. Let's use the medical industry to kill everybody and we'll have our governments pay us for the privilege. So we're going to make a ton of money killing people. Now here's the thing too. You look at the end, uh, the emergency user authority, you, emergency use authorities going on with these vaccines and they're not vaccines. They're medical, imp, they're medical procedures called mRNA. They're gene therapy. What moron thinks that gene therapy is going to help you with COVID? Seriously, who thought that was a brilliant idea? I'll tell you who thought it was a brilliant idea: a bunch of Jewish CEOs and all of their Jewish CEOs in the in the uh, various media organizations. Because it's not; it's a dumb idea. You know, in a, in the UK, they've come out with a study. They got like 90 to 94 percent of their people have the antibodies to the COVID, which is basically the flu which is basically a bioweapon riding on top of a flu virus. They don't have it, quote-unquote, isolated. I hear that everywhere. Nobody's really isolated it. I think that's untrue because we've heard it's a biological weapon and they've shown the spikes. So they do have this isolated. But the governments don't have it within their repositories because, in theory... If they have it, it's public record, and guess what? It shows the government is involved in massive fraud because they basically unleashed a bioweapon on the human population. Now they want to go out and vaccinate everybody, which is what? Massive control. Massive. You know, in Moscow, they tried these vaccine passports, all right? The mayor of Moscow says, you know what? Everybody has to show their passport. So what did the people of, of Moscow do? Because they lived under this Jewish tyranny. They understand that Jews are tyrannical people. They, they lived it. They lost 60 million people. They get it. So you know what they did in Afghanistan? If you, should, if you were asking, or not Afghanistan, in, in Moscow, they basically just stopped going. Nobody went to restaurants. Nobody went to the nightclubs. Nobody did anything. After three weeks, no money's going to any business inside of Moscow. So you know what? They're all on the phone to the mayor. Hey, you stop this, stop this. And you know, they said, oh, you know what? After three weeks, the mayor comes up with some stupid, st- oh, we're going to stop the pa- the mandates, the passports because the caseloads have fallen now. <laughs> Whatever, you freaking morons. Seriously, you dishonest lying pieces of crap. All of them, everywhere, are dishonest lying pieces of crap. It's not that complicated. You know, going back to Australia. It is probably, of all the basket case nations of the world, Australia is probably, first and foremost, the leading basket case. What does that tell us about Australia? It tells us that it is an occupied government. The entirety of the nation is an occupied government. These are not Australians. These are traitors. They are enemies of the people. They are traitors to the people of Australia. The way they talk down to the people is like some freaking five-year-old trying to bully a three-year-old. And the people of Australia are getting pissed, and they should be. Because where this is going already, the Australian government is starting to build anti-vaccine concentration camps. All right? Starting to try to round everybody up. So now, apparently, apparently, they are going to try maybe as early as tomorrow. Maybe uh, you guys can fill me in on exactly the day here. But they're truckers, and I hope they do it. I honestly hope they do it. They've gone live, and a couple of uh, viral feeds saying, hey, look, what you're going to have to do is stock up, but we're putting an end to this. Nothing comes in. Nothing comes out. We're shutting down the country. And that's exactly what should happen. The country should be shut down. Nobody should be able to move. The politicians should not be able to leave their homes. Thousands upon thousands of people should be outside of every single health ministry official's house. They should not be able to move. And they should be told, if you come out, we cannot guarantee your safety. You are at war with us. You are trying to kill us. Do not leave your house and you starve them out of their house. You don't let them come out. You don't let them shop for food. You say, you come out, you show us your vaccine passport. When they show your passport, you break it up and say, now show it to me again. What you showed me is a fraud. I don't believe you. And you put a thousand people outside their house and you say, okay, now come try to shop. You think how fast this is going to end? Because that's what it's going to take. They don't mind putting a thousand police officers to round you up. Block your streets, tear gas you, pellet, bean, bean pellet you, hit you with rubber bullets. These guys don't have a problem with that. So you have to understand this is a battle between good and evil. Most of us are law abiding citizens. We, we understand law is good. We want to live in a law abiding world. We want to have a high-trust society. We want to trust our neighbors. We want to be able to go outside and not worry that somebody's going to walk up behind us and just shoot us for no reason. We want order. But this is not order. This is insanity. Seriously, to you Australians, consider that. If your truckers shut that down, you go and you put the same amount of people in front of the houses of those in the health ministry and you tell them, you cannot come out of your house. You cannot come out of your house, and you let the you you stand firm. And if you come out of your house, you can't be guaranteed your safety, just as you can't guarantee our safety because you're pulling out the police and you're pulling out the military. What's the difference? What you get to be the police and you get to use the instruments of state to hammer us, but you don't think it should be returned. I've told you from the beginning, guys. Solsnitsin covered this very clearly. When he talked about the Gulag Archipelago, I don't know if I say that word right, but he said very simply, it worked because those who implemented the orders, the police who came to the houses, the government officials at the local level who were doing the actual operation for the senior level apparatchiks in the central government, they never ever feared for their lives. And then the machine rolled, and it rolled, and it rolled, and it rolled. And by the time it was done, 60 million people were dead, and the whole spirit of Russia, this great Christian nation, was squashed under the hands of a handful of Jewish Bolshevik operatives who bragged in their press about how Bolshevism and communism is Judaism. Now look around what's going on in America. Look what's going on in the UK. You can't even talk about these freaking morons without them coming with the police to throw you in jail. How many people who are guests on my show have been in jail in, in the UK? Four? I think it's four. How many have been put in jail in Germany? Two? Why do you think that happens? Because... This show is the pinnacle of the show. We call it Inside the Eye Live for a reason. Because we understand it at a very senior level how it works. We tell you clearly how it works, where the solutions are. Those health officials in Australia, guys, understand this clear. If they're going to keep shutting you down, and bringing out the police. You're going to have to win over these idiots in the police forces, okay? Most police, most police, you say about support the blue. Yeah, whatever. I really don't care. Because most of them are what we call, uh, what was the term I saw and it was really good. They're called pension Hessians. And if those of you who aren't familiar with history, a Hessian was essentially a paid mercenary. And the, the police are nothing but paid Hessians. They want their pension. So they'll do whatever the government tells them before they'll actually support the people. You know, France. You go to France right now. Massive protests. Lots of people actually, quite frankly, are out there dining in Paris in the good areas, not the no-go zones. Nobody goes to the no-go zones. But they're dining and nobody cares about this passport anymore. And I've always said all along because we have it here. We have it here. It's insanity. Everywhere you go, you feel like you're a criminal. Show us your past. Show us your past. Show us your past. What do you think? Everybody's freaking sick. Everybody's supposed to be vaccinated. Vaccinated. Okay, fine. I'm okay with that. And you know what, though? Here in this country, I'm talking about Saudi Arabia now. I I talk to people that kind of have some knowledge. I say to them, I don't hear the reports of people dying here like elsewhere. You know, I I just don't hear it. You know, I get reports of in the Philippines, 40 people in one city, six people in this barangay, you know, a little tiny segment of the city, all of it from the vaccines. And then the health minister said, no, no, it's not the vaccine. Oh, we can't. Okay. What, what's your job? Get out of your job if you can't figure out what the problem is. Okay. All these healthy people take a vaccine and two days later they're dead, but they need the vaccine. Oh, bullshit. Everybody knows it. All right. Everybody knows you're lying. And, and you know what really annoys the hell out of me? is they will lie to our faces without even blinking. It's like, what? Did you go to Jew school? Did you all go to Tel Aviv to learn how to do this? Because that's basically a Jewish tactic. By the way, I don't know if you heard. This is this is uh, interesting news. The very last Jew, the very last Jew left Afghanistan last week. Did you hear that? So guess what that tells you? Jews have now been kicked out of another country. Just That's one more. They left. So they're gone. Afghanistan now has no Jews in the country. 110, if you're going to take the standard one, it should be added. It's actually over 1,100 or so. But you can add Afghanistan now. Having Jews kicked out. They can't even stay anywhere. Anywhere where they involve themselves in politics, they become unwelcome. Anyways, uh, I had a point in all that and I kind of forget all that. point. Talked about the paid Hessians. Oh, in Paris. You know, the police, you know, they're still violently going after their own people. And you're like, you're wondering with the police, what the hell's the matter with you guys at an operational level? You're, you're too stupid to figure it out. And guess what? You, as the general public, have to actually factor that in. The police truly are too stupid to figure things out. I've always said, look, Get to know your local police. A lot of them don't have a lot of brain cells up there, okay? They are basically hired because they're stupid. And you have to understand that's just a fact. That's a reality. Many departments hire stupid cops because they know stupid cops aren't smart enough to figure out what's going on. And they'll just go along and do the orders. But if you got really good cops... And you got really good people in your quote-unquote law enforcement. First of all, law enforcement is a misnomer. They should be peace officers, not enforcing a bunch of laws, like a bunch of Gestapo slash Bolsheviks, Stasi, or whatever you want to call them. But here nor there. If you have really good police, you need them on your side. Because this entire structure starts to collapse if the elites, who do nothing, they just sit there and polish their nails all day, guys. You think Bill Gates himself can do anything? Do you think Klaus Schwab can do anything? Do you think Boris, the CEO of Farm of uh, Pfizer, can do anything? No, they rely on the police and the government to do their bidding. So if you win over the police and the security forces, you start to put an end to all this stupidity. You start. Because nothing can happen without the police. Nothing can happen without collaborators at the door. If, if the government is actually sending people out to find you in your countries. Guys, again, I'm not talking about here. In my country, this is absolutely against our rights. Those people should be viewed now as collaborators. What you don't get is that you have a government now Especially the United States And everybody knows this Don't get angry with me I'm talking about everybody listening Don't get angry The United States government Is a illegitimate government It is part of a color revolution It took over the nation Most Americans are not behind it In fact, MAGA as an organization is huge Anyways, we're gonna go into a break, everybody. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live Primetime, back after this. Hey, welcome back. Uh it's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live. Primetime. It's Thursday, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show. Uh I'm certainly I'm sweating now. I got to take a shower after the show. Uh, cuz I'm sweating here it's hot. You know it's like 92 I think something like that but the house is of course very very hot from what was a very hot day 113 degrees out here. You know the going back to the story about the 12 US service members uh, losing their lives today again you call it at the hands of terrorists. I cannot use this term honestly. Uh these are whether you like them or not they're afghanis. Okay? It's their country. And you have 12 U.S., you have an entire contingent of U.S. military personnel who were there, who should not have been there. And they were only there was, the only reason they were there was due to the incompetence of the political elite. The military follows typically, theoretically anyways, uh, orders of the civilian uh, personnel, I guess, civilians in the United States. So why were they still there? Why were they there after before July 12th ended? Why were not the people? So Mitch McConnell, who is uh, not necessarily the brightest guy on the planet, he issued the following statement here. He says, It is sickening and enraging to hear that at least 12 United States service members have been killed and more have been injured at the hands of terrorists in Kabul. Americans' hearts are breaking to our service members and diplomats. They are doing heroic work to rescue American citizens and Afghan partners in the predictably chaotic wake of the president's decision to withdraw. I am praying for the families, yada, yada, yada. All right, now let's be very clear here. To Mitch McConnell and to the rest of you in Washington, D.C., you are the ones who are the terrorists. You are the ones who should be held responsible for what is happening today. You should known, should have known or you knew that the mission was supposed to end on July the 12th, 2021. You provided no logical means for which they could exit from Afghanistan. Biden, everybody knows, is a freaking moron. A moron. All right? The entire administration of Biden is controlled by Jews and LGBT. Ten, ten of the top officials of the Biden administration are Jews, okay? Ten. Ten out of the top 12. All right? This isn't a an American government. This is a Jewish Bolshevik government. McConnell is guilty of treason. He is serving in a treasonous government that took over the United States on January the 6th and before through the election. Let's not sugarcoat this. Every single congressman and woman is a traitor to the United States. How many of them voted to install this criminal Biden? this criminal foreign agent, Kamala Harris. Because she we're now learning she may not even be an anchor baby. She's actually born offshore. We're learning more and more and more as we start to look into these people. <sighs> I'll tell you, where do we want to go? You know, obviously the COVID thing is very big. Um, you know, very, very big, you know, everywhere. And... Uh, the real issue now, as I see it, is this. The people behind the actual technology, and I'm talking about the Pfizer people, I'm talking about their research departments, I'm talking about their marketing departments, I'm talking about their corporate strategists, uh, they are guilty of crimes. The idea that an EUA, an, an emergency use authority, Gave you a license to go murder people is, at the face of it, absurd. So as far as I'm concerned, since fraud vitiates everything, and you never intended to put out a product that actually helped people, you knew from your own animal trials that what is going on is absolutely not going to work as you claimed. What you did as a corporation, as researchers... You engaged in criminal fraud with the intent to commit mass genocide. Now, if you really have an instrument of state situation, you would go in, you would raid Pfizer while they're at work, you would haul out their entire research department, you would try them, and you would execute a percentage of them And you would keep a percentage alive in case you need them. And if they don't work for the people, you would just do away with them equally. That's what we did to the Germans. That's what the British did. If they caught a German spy, they basically took him away. And they said, all right, you either work for us or we're going to kill you. Well, these guys are working for a criminal organization that took over the United States. So they are enemy combatants. Understand that this is still working under rule of law. The game of war or war law or whatever you want to call this law thing they keep bandering about. These officials inside Pfizer, inside Moderna, who are making billions and tens of billions of dollars, are working for an occupational government. In fact, they control not just the occupational government of the United States, but the occupation governments across the world. You can't go anywhere without governments telling you you must become a human sacrifice to Pfizer, to Moderna, to J&J, to Sinovac, to AstraZeneca, or you can't survive in our society anymore. The French are saying if you don't, Submit yourself as a potential human sacrifice to Jews, Pfizer, and Boris. Then you can't even shop anymore. You're not allowed to even go grocery shopping. Now, as I told you, like in, you should do this in Paris equally, where you have the numbers. We don't have the numbers in America right now. But you have them in certain parts of Australia, you have them in certain parts of Italy, you have them in certain parts of, of France, in part actually inside certain parts of the UK too. The health officials should not be allowed to leave their houses. Those health officials want to starve you out. They want to starve you. To force you to become a human sacrifice to a bunch of freaking idiotic Jews like Boris. Oh, I created the vaccine in two days. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sure you did. You're just a Jew. You're just a genius. You know, America, 11,000 plus dead, they're saying it could be as high as 45,000. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. The EU, which is, has come out the, an equivalent of the FDA, they're admitting, admitting to 17,000 plus deaths. They're admitting to 1.5 million adverse effects. That's unheard of. And yet they want to just continue with this operation. They want to keep it moving. They want to keep it rolling down the track. They don't care how many people die. In fact, they're chasing people down the streets in some places to jab them with this stuff. It's actually already here. Go look at what's going on in Australia. They're actually pulling parent kids away from parents just to get them. They're trying to round up 24,000 kids just to go ahead and inject this stuff. Can you imagine how sick these people are? And it's all part of a plan. It's all part of an organized criminal conspiracy. Everybody knows it now. It's just how do you get it overturned? And it's not going to go away. Seriously, it is not going away. People understand that this is now a criminal conspiracy. They absolutely do get it. Here's Jan Sackey.
2: Today, uh, I would expect, uh, we expect their conversation to be wide ranging to cover a range of topics of mutual interest, everything from uh, COVID-19 and uh, our efforts to address the global pandemic to regional security issues, which could include a range of topics. Uh, including-
0: okay, there you heard it. She said the word pandemic herself. All right. She just said straight out, that is the White House press secretary. And she says, we're going to be discussing things about the global pandemic. In the meantime, you have the Japanese, one of the top leading Japanese guy. What he's basically saying here is this. He's on national television. He's talking about how African nations have used ivermectin and they don't have a lot of serious problems. And so what he is now saying is that we in Japan should start to distribute ivermectin. All right. Makes sense, right? Do you realize, do you realize this whole thing, you know, you got in the UK, 94% of their population shows antibodies, antibodies to the COVID flu because it's a, it's a bioengineered Product that's riding on a flu virus. In theory, that's what they tell us. Now you've got a leading Japanese guy saying, come out, Ivermectin. You have the BBC. You have the New York Times. You have a, now you're starting to see senior level mainstream publications come out and saying, you know what? Maybe this vaccine isn't such a great idea after all. The UK came out and said, you know, for us to try to get down to zero COVID, uh, cases, we're going to have to kill 25,000 people. That's what they said. They didn't say it that way, but they said, oh, well, you know what? You know, with the vaccine and everything, we're going to have to accept that there's going to be 25,000 dead if we're going to get down to zero cases. Zero cases is one of the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What moron thinks that they're going to eradicate a coronavirus? Seriously? Seriously, guys the coronavirus has probably been here longer than human human the human pop human race as a society so think about it you've got people in government they're like oh we're going to eradicate a coronavirus what type of idiot thinks this again and to those of you in the health ministries do you really think that you're smart do you really think people are that stupid yeah we have a lot of stupid people But that's not the area that you play in. You think you're pretty smart. And guess what? We're pretty smart. So if you want to play mano a mano, a game against a game against the same smart people, why are you so freaking stupid to think you're going to eradicate a coronavirus? Are you that stupid? You know, in the 1960s, I know a lot of you don't have an education. But I grew up in the 1960s and 70s. Yeah, I know. I'm old. But still, I did. All right? In the 1960s, our science books told us that a coronavirus was the common cold, okay? Our science books in 1960 and 70, we already established without all your computer models and all you thinking you're so smart, we already knew that the coronavirus is nothing but the common cold, and here you are injecting a poison toxin into your entire populations, and you really think you're going to eradicate the common cold? Really? Can I ask you how you came up with this intelligent idea? And are you really sweating over the people that are damaged, even if it's not much? Do you care? Oh, it's uh, they, they didn't fit the average model, so you don't care? You don't care that six family members are damaged. You don't care that some mother can't control her functions anymore because you were so selfish in your own ideological beliefs that you actually thought you're going to eradicate a common cold virus. Really? And you go listen to Bill Gates and Tedros of the World Health Organization. Who, who made them geniuses? Tedros is some gay moron terrorist guy from Ethiopia and you're going to listen to him or or are you getting paid are you taking money under the table oh you're making a lot of money is that the deal because that's criminal conduct as we said it's an organized criminal syndicate you got literally the Secretary of the White House, the press secretary say it straight out. We're going to talk issues of, of importance to us, including the global pandemic. She used the word pandemic and she's the press secretary of the United States. Oh, we're all conspiracy theorists now because the White House came out and said it's a pandemic. Again, at what level do people with a brain start to use it and actually do what's right for their people? You know, in Israel, one of the most vaccinated countries on the planet, they're getting freaking hammered right now. Why? Because the idiots in the health ministry, in the pharmaceutical industry, they basically just put a viral, uh, they put a, a quote-unquote gene therapy out there, but they had no way to lock down the virus So, okay, they're basically saying, okay, let's just kind of like put this out there, but the virus mutates, and then they go, oh, we got these COVID delta. Does the delta really exist? We don't even know, right? Because it's half done with smoke, and it's half done with mirrors. Then you've got this wonderful story coming out of the United States. It's a beautiful story, really. I'm going to tell a beautiful story, and that's called football. You know, Americans used to love their football. I used to love my their football. I used to like to go... To watch let's say the Super Bowl, right? And growing up, you know Roman Gabriel of the Rams and uh, Eric Dickerson was uh, actually pretty entertaining to watch if you want the truth of it. and I uh, used to love it. Now I, I don't I haven't watched a football game and I don't, I don't even watch college football anymore. They've lost me. So they've come out with this brilliant idea. Let's talk super intelligence here. The wokest league on the planet after uh, the NBA is the NFL. So they told everybody, if you want to come to watch us play, you have to show proof of vaccination as if it's any of your freaking damn business. Or you got to show up with a negative PCR test. What a bunch. Who comes up with this stupidity? Guys, at the end of the day, this type of stuff is just plain stupid. Yeah, let's all go out, use a fraudulent test so I can go watch football live in the stadium. Again, now (laughs) New Orleans Saints tickets are selling for less than $1. $1 to go watch a football game. I wouldn't even go for $1. No no way. I'm not going to support this type of level of stupidity. In fact, I'm saying everyone around the world should stop supporting this. Because it's not going to end until it ends. And the only way it's going to end is if you make it end. I tell you what, I like what I heard coming out of Australia. I don't know if it's true or not. What some people within the Australian dissident movement are saying is the main problem with this pandemic is the media. It doesn't work without... The media selling the narrative, scaring the hell out of the less intelligent of our society, and then creating a divide and cocker strategy of the vaccinated against the unvaccinated. For us who are not vaccinated, and those of you who are, guess what? We already know you as a vaccinated person, you're scared right now. Not us. You're scared. You know, deep in your heart, you got a problem. You allowed some stupid idiot called Boros over at Pfizer or some of his other henchmen. You know, Boris, he created mad cow's disease, okay? He created that disease, created it. Yeah, that's how stupid this guy is. And then he's now creating a gene therapy that you put in your body, and guess what? You can't get rid of it. And who's who's scared now? You, because you got a gene therapy that's running amok inside your body, you don't know when it's going to explode on you, or us, who actually trust nature, trust God, trust our immune system, and are just perfectly fine. Who's more worried? All of you people that are vaccinated out there, oh, you're making us sick. How in the hell are we making you sick? You took a freaking vaccine, you idiot. If it works, how are we going to cause anything to you? Do I, the, 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 the cognitive dissonance here between your freaking beliefs and reality is so off the charts. It's like we don't even know how to talk to you anymore. You're that freaking stupid. You actually think that you've got all this protection, yet you want us to basically do what? We're actually worried about you. We're worried about shedding we're worried about what happens if you actually have sex with some of you people. Are you going to pass it on to us through your through sex? We don't know what's going to happen with this. Hell, it's gotten so bad. You, you, you don't even want to date anymore unless you know whether they're vaccinated or not, because who wants to get killed by a vaccinated person? It's not the other way around because we're normal human beings. We're not going to pass anything on to you. But you on the vaccinated side. Yeah, you got a problem. And guess what? It's not a secret anymore. You know you got a problem. You're worried. The press knows you got a problem. Everybody knows you got a problem that's on the good side of this. Hey, we feel sorry for you. But guess what? You would have sold us all out. A lot of you would sell out your own mothers, your own brothers, your own children, just a virtue signal about how wonderful you are because you submitted yourself as a human guinea pig to a Jew by the name of Boris. Yeah, you're a brilliant person, right? Yeah, we do have this problem between vaxed and unvaxxed. But it's a real issue now because we don't know what these Jews did. We don't know. We hear... That there's an EUA extension. We hear that there is a new rebrand of a Pfizer product and supposedly the FDA gave some type of approval. I understand that that approval does not come with product liability protection. So you know damn well that a bunch of Jews like it, like Boris, they're not going to be bringing this vaccine to the United States when there's no liability protection. And then you got to ask yourself, if these things are so safe, why are people signing waivers? Okay, why? Why would you sign a waiver to protect a bunch of rich, filthy, rich billionaires that happen to be from a tribe that always makes their living by killing people? Think about it. People said to me, Dennis, why are Jews so rich? I'm like, okay, I don't know why. I said, Dennis, Listen. If you kill 60 million people and you steal all their assets, you really think you're going to be poor? I'm like, "Ah, I never thought of that before. Yeah, if I'm actually going out and I'm creating governments like they did in China, like they did in Russia, and I actually go and kill 60 million people and all of their assets I take, yeah, I guess I'm going to be pretty rich too. And now do you understand why they are doing this? Listen. The governments are stupid. Let's be honest. The, the people, they're stupid. Go to, go to America, go to any school board meeting, go to any county board meeting. You are talking about people that are about half a nutcase brain on one side and complete stupidity on the other half of their brain. There's very few talented people actually out there to do this stuff. We understand that now. We've learned that since 2020. These people are just complete brain-dead morons. They're sitting there. Can you imagine? You're a, a an official, a government official, and you're sitting there in a public hearing, and you're wearing a mask. Do you need any more proof that they're idiots? Who sits there and wears a diaper all day? Seriously, who wears a diaper all day, and they have the position to not have to wear it? And then, who mandates it? People get headaches, they get sick, they're breathing in their c o2 it's 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 completely wrong what they're doing. But you go to America and you look at these monkeys, and you're like you guys are the dumbest people you you're You're running the country, you're running my county, and you look like a complete moron because they are folks they are. I've told you all along. Don't be intimidated by their intelligence. they're not, and you see that when you start to confront them with facts, what do they do? They run. They hide. They call the police. Oh, this guy's not believing me anymore. Arrest him. And then what do the police do? They come running in and they arrest the people. Because why? Because they were telling the truth. These are all the issues we have right now in our society. We have to come to a place where reason, intelligence has some basis and sound space to work. You know, we work for... Actually, we're going to be going into a break here. I don't want to get too much. I'll get in. I'll be going through the break. Yeah, break's going to come up here in a second here. So, anyways, it's the fetch inside the eye lines. Intelligent. Actually, it's prime time. Back more with that. Back with more right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's Thursday, August twenty-six, two thousand and twenty-one. I think I got the year right, at least, right. Anyways, good. Hope you're having a great afternoon. Uh, dinner should have been served, at least uh, some. You know, I was expecting a great dinner tonight, guys. I didn't get it. I'm letting you know. I'm disappointed. Very disappointed. Uh, I was expecting like this wonderful, uh, what do you call it? Uh, chicken curry deal dinner today, and it just didn't happen. Didn't happen. I, I tell you, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, maybe I'm gonna start panicking, having like, I don't know, a panic attack or something, but uh, tomorrow, tomorrow I hope to get my, you know, I love chicken curry. It's just an act, it's, to me, it's a genius dish. I get my chicken, I get my potato, and I get the curry flavor. I just like it. It's a good thing. It's not as good as like mashed potatoes, you know. Personally, I'll take the mashed potatoes first. Guys, I'm hungry. Don't ask me why. I, I feel hungry right now. Um, it's like, what, 2.30 in the morning? I'm like talking food. How crazy am I? Anyways, I just uh, was looking at uh, my refrigerator, you know, and getting some tea. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, that curry would have been good in my refrigerator. <laughs> it would have been great. So, anyways, maybe tomorrow. I'm thinking food. The heck with everything. I'm just thinking food. Anyways, if you'd like to call into the show, guys, uh, feel free to do that. We'll open up the phones. three two three two seven five one three one four that's one three two three uh 1314 if you'd like to call in we'll open up the phones. Uh obviously uh things are developing now in Afghanistan again. Uh the United States literally has been routed. You can call this a uh a, a snafu by Biden but the fact of the matter is is when you look at the military equipment left behind this is a complete and utter rout. Uh, from one side of the, the the angle, or one angle of the, of the view, and another side, it was absolute criminal, a criminal enterprise to steal massive amounts of U.S. military assets, which is U.S. government assets, and whoever was then behind this, uh, leaving all of this behind. You are talking about treason? Uh, inside the U.S. military ranks at a level that we absolutely could not have imagined. You know, we left behind literally a, a sizable Air Force, including transports. Four C-130s, uh probably what, 45 uh, Apache helicopters? Mm, what was that thing? Uh, we left uh, 50 of the small light attack helicopters. Man, we left the whole freaking, we literally left an Air Force behind. And with 3,500 people in the country, why are those aircraft there, guys? If if these numbers are true, and those of you who are military men and women, you understand to maintain this level of aircrafts in a country requires a ton of certified, qualified people. And at 3,500, you ain't got enough people there, most likely. Most likely, maybe, maybe they did, but I would be very, very leery that they actually had the people there to maintain that equipment. Uh, let's go out to the two five. Move this out of my way. Two five zero. Eric. Hi. Welcome to inside the I-Live Primetime.
2: Hey, Dennis. Thanks for taking my calls, Chris in B. In BC, Chris. Hi. Um, how you doing? You know, it'd be interesting. Would be someone to. Good, bud. Uh, great show so far. Lots of good info. Just wondering if someone would take the time out to add up the value to replace all that hardware and ammunition left behind. That'd be an interesting number to look
0: at. It would be. I think, uh, they, uh, just, uh, just uh, the military rounds. I think we're probably spending between 13 to 18, maybe as 20, as much as 20 cents per round on 20 million rounds. So, okay. Just, just the military, just the 7.62s. The Apache helicopters, yeah, if it's 45, it's about, what, $8 million a piece, something like that, or 8 to $20 million a piece. Yeah, it's huge. And and 70,000 vehicles. What the hell are you doing with 70,000 vehicles? Why didn't you pull them out? You know why they didn't pull it out? Because it's more expensive to pull it out than to leave it. That's why they did it. You know, we know and that. And,
2: of course, I, know, I have a reason to buy new gear.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll be begging us. And Trump's going, we need to rebuild our military. Dude, you should have gotten the shit out. Dude, you knew the, this is what really frustrates me, Chris, is the politicians, they knew, and we didn't know until, I didn't know anyways, and maybe you didn't either, but we didn't know that Operation Resolute Support, which was a NATO operation, ended July 12th. Did you know that? I had no idea. Yeah, me either. Until I start researching, it's like, well, what the hell, man? This is just common sense. You had to be out by July 12th. You had to the nato this was this was actually a NATO operation it ended okay their their mission ended so what the hell are you doing there
2: indeed, can I switch gears back to uh, masks and mandates Absolutely. And all that other crap just for Absolutely. how people – what i like to i'll take it real quick and easy it's just a how to uh I'm free obviously, and uh where i live uh we have uh uh, the ability to use a mask exemption that was proclaimed by our commissioner of the BC Human Rights dot uh, CA wow. uh, organization.
0: I thought you said DC. Uh, it's BC. Wow, you're B. up in Canada, yeah. dude. Bottom. All right, I'm thinking you're coming yeah, from Washington, sure. man. I misread it. All right, we got a Canadian caller, guys. <laughs> All right, sorry okay. about that. So cool, this, man. This
2: works for this works for Americans as well. Um, so uh, a couple things. So we have mask exemption and then we have uh, uh, an issue where there's a policy and how to deal with people who come and claim exemption etc so you can easily do that i've never worn a mask ever and i just say i'm exempt when i walk in and i smile and they go oh so the reason that the flow chart stops at that point is because we also have pipeta where americans have hipaa and that's privacy federal privacy act that protects your medical information right
1: That's correct.
2: So, yeah. So that's, let's use that. That's ammunition in our guns. So now people can't press you for information or demand more this and that and that and this. Now, so, okay, they have a choice. Now they can either let you walk in, mask exempt and you go about your business. I don't normally go over and lean in on people when they're having dinner and laugh and joke and cough in their face. I I keep my distance normally. Naturally. We all do. We don't need to be told. Um, it's called space, personal space. So
1: Correct.
2: I'm walking around because they decided, well, we're going to let him in because there's not much we can do at this point. If we discriminate against him and make him leave, he's going to file a complaint. Human rights discrimination complaint, right? Easy mm-hmm. to do. Um, and they follow up on those quickly. So, then we, so we have HIPAA, which is Canadian, and HIPAA, which, again, frees you from having to give up any information about any reason why you can't wear masks. So you can just say, I'm exempt, and that's that it's over. Now, as far as the vaccines and the checks, you know, Hey, you got to prove this and that, you, you know what, again, protected by PIPA and HIPAA on that, on those same grounds. Uh, and uh, again, if they press you, it's against discrimination again. So you can use those two tools in your toolbox. And the last one is, is if they're trying to force you to, you know, by, you know, to work here, you have to get, well, you can just simply let them fire you and then sue them. You know, just let them know you're going to sue them. Give them the heads up, and they might go, "Yeah, okay, we'll let it slide."
0: So well, those I'm are not, some
2: tips. I hope that worked for yeah, you. Yeah, and I just want
0: to say on the firing part, at least in most states in, a, in the, the in the United States, is we have a uh unemployment insurance so that if you're actually fired for, for you know they can you can apply for unemployment insurance so let them fire you don't yep, ever volunteer to give that up so let them fire you that right. now puts the burden back on the employer at least he's going to have to pay extra insurance to get rid of you but uh yeah all good stuff man all good and just stuff.
2: don't be afraid to use those tools uh, just be confident and uh you can go and find your local of course um, guidelines, but uh, if anybody wants, I can definitely mail you, email you the uh, exact links that I use for my information.
0: Okay, sounds good. Look to get it out.
2: Thanks for your time. All right. Thanks Have for a the great call. weekend. Nice. We we'll look forward to the Saturday show.
0: All right. Thanks, man. Good to hear from you. All right. Oh, uh, one
2: more thing. One more thing. Yeah. One more thing. What does the uh, what does the Jewish pirate say?
0: <laughs> okay, this is a joke. Go ahead.
2: Ahoy, bay. <laughs>
0: oh, hey, that's, that's all right, man. That'll work on a Thursday night for me, especially at three in the morning. So <laughs> thanks, dude. Thanks for the call.
2: Right. I hope you find something
0: to eat. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm getting hungry here. All right. Thanks so much for the call. Uh telephone thanks line. This, thanks, man. Thanks so much. Uh telephone lines are gonna Ooh. be open again, guys. You wanna call in? Get in uh, on the, the the discussion here, three two three 275 1314 uh, That's one three two three Two seven five one three one four. Again, uh, it's a fascinating time to be alive. You know, um, there was a video came out. There was a diner, and they basically put a surcharge. I'm trying to make sure I tell this story. Uh, let's see. I don't want to go into this. It might be a joke. Okay. I gotta, I gotta keep this clean. I don't want to be spreading false information. Alright, here's some information that is kind of real. Not sure how pertinent this is, but there's a case now in Spain. As you know, Spain was basically making it, um, open door policy. If you were Jewish, Uh, You could come in, open the doors, Uh, we love you, please, please, please come in. And now Spain apparently has now blocking uh, Jewish people, you know, I I wonder why, uh, coming to their country. They're saying, no, we're not going to be giving you citizenship, or we're not allowing you to come in. And the Jewish Telegraph Agency is out there saying, hey, why? It's like, what do you mean, why? You know, come on, have you ever seen your guys' behavior, what you do to countries you come into? Uh, so yeah, the Spanish law of return as it as it is sometimes nicknamed, has also closed its new application window entirely for the near future. It will need parliamentary parliamentary approval to be reopened, so that venue for Jews to hide their criminality is now being blocked, so we will have to see how that goes down. There was also the story coming out of Oregon. And this is how insane. Again, you're talking about people. Really, I, I want to stress this again. You're talking about people who are just utter nutcases. They're literally just nutcases. They're 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 freaking insane. Uh, and and you got this Oregon State rep. Her name is Lisa Reynolds. She's a pediatrician. Okay, probably put that in quotations. She basically goes out and she says that she is going to, quote-unquote, force the vaccines on all Americans. That was her claim. And if you want to eat in a restaurant, you must be vaccinated. If you want to work inside of office buildings anywhere, you must be vaccinated. If you want to go to school, you must be vaccinated. She said this multiple times, and she tweeted it all out. And now she's saying, oh, it was all just a typo, when she realized that it's not going down so well, and people are actually saying, you know what? You're a freaking tyrant. And we're not going to stand for people like you anymore. So literally, you've got these people in government who really believe that they know what's best for you and your health. And they are so selfish. They're really, they're selfish. They're the selfish ones. They're so pandering to their own ideological stupidity that they demand you do something for them so they feel better. Because quite frankly, if you're afraid to walk outside because of the common cold, uh, I'm sorry, this is a level of paranoia I just can't relate to. If you're scared to walk outside because you might catch the flu, again, that's a level of paranoia that I just can't relate to. And if you're scared, to get a biological weapon that has been attached to a coronavirus when it has been shown that you have a 99.92% chance of surviving. Again, this is a level of paranoia I just can't relate to. Again, what exactly are you people afraid of? Seriously, what is going on? I just don't understand the paranoia. Uh, It's out there. It's real. But I just don't really understand any of this at all. Uh, let's see, not sure where we, (laughs) I guess we're going to come up with some material. Um, you know, we have a secretary of state, Blinken, 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 Blinken. And of course, the U.S. Secret. you know, the U.S. State Department is really not a U.S. State Department. We have some, like anywhere, you have some good employees and and I've worked with some of them in the past, especially in the uh, embassy in Amman. And I've met some really nice people. But, and I do know, by the way, the U.S. Embassy in Amman back in the day, 2005, 2006, 2007, they were very good, very strong, and they really worked hard to protect the interests of the American people. But that's not the case today. I mean, they have had such a dereliction of their responsibilities. They should have been warning people inside of Afghanistan to clear the country by July by June 30th. Bottom line. Now there was supposed to be a press conference today. They literally disappeared. They didn't even show. That's how bad it is. And again, who runs the State Department? Jews and LGBTQ. This is a mafia that runs the U.S. State Department. Let's go out to the telephone lines. I think Bruce in Texas. Hi, welcome inside the ally primetime.
1: Hey, Fetch, hot, hot in Saudi Arabia here. It's hot, (laughs) hot, hot,
0: hot, man. You know what I need? I need some good salsa to go with this heat, you know, some nice cold salsa. That would be good. Cold salsa? Man, what am I thinking food for? It's 2.48 in the morning. I'm going to have to go after the show and eat something. What you got, Bruce? Welcome Inside (laughs) the Alley, prime time.
1: Yeah, yeah, let me hit you with this real quick. Uh, Should you I know, uh, the Marines, they seem always seem to take the brunt of everything. I mean, uh, going back to the to the barracks bombing in Beirut in 1983, a former Mossad officer wrote a book and has been redacted and re-edited and re-released. Uh, I can't recall the title of it offhand. But, I think it was uh, called – He stated several it, things. First of all, he –
0: Just real quick, wasn't the book called How We Israelis Killed Off 246 Marines and Kept It Quiet in the U.S.? Or was that title a bit too Pretty much. Anyways, go ahead.
1: Yeah, the the Marines were, see, I was in the Marine Corps about that time, not exactly, uh, but immediately afterwards. And uh, I knew someone who was actually there. And, uh, this is how I first learned about it through him, that the Marines and the IDF were really button heads pretty bad there. And there were mortar attacks, mysterious mortar attacks, and uh, sniper fire uh, that they suspected was from uh, Mossad or IDF because the Marine Corps was getting in the way between them and, uh, and the various factions that they wanted to, to take out there in Beirut. And a Marine captain, uh, Captain Johnson, Actually climbed aboard a, a, the lead tank in a, in a column that was trying to get through his checkpoint, pulled his forty five and pointed it at the IDF commander, ordering him to turn it around or he's going to blow his head off. And you can actually find that still in the New York Times and Washington Post. And so this this thing happens where all these Marines get killed and it gets pinned on, um, um, you know, Yasser Arafat's organization, the PLO, and so. And the militiamen that were backing him, and so we rolled up the USS Missouri and started shelling Israel's enemies, you know. And, and since then, it just seems like, like you know, the Marines get set up to take a fall. And uh, there was there were uh, Israeli snipers that were captured in Iraq, sniping at at U.S. Marines, mm-hmm. and uh, they were released, you know. Uh, a father's manifesto. You can find it on the web still. Uh, one of the fathers of the Marines that was killed lays it out. And all the stuff gets buried and now and now we have the Marines there trying to evacuate all the CIA and the contractors and the global homos and the Afghan that they want to get out, and then, and then they get set up, and then they get taken out of these uh, these bombings. That were, How is it right away they determine it's a suicide bomber? I mean, did they find a belt and everything in the passport?
0: Yeah, it's not I mean, a the same day it happened, yeah, they determined it's
1: a suicide bomber?
0: No, I, I, it, once they use the term ISIS, then I'm assuming it's Israel. I'm assuming it's CIA Israeli operations against the U.S. Marines. And theoretically, theoretically, the Marines are basically the last holdout to the global homo agenda uh, left. I think the Navy has been fairly compromised. I'm not sure about naval intelligence, but the military, obviously the Army with Milly, uh, it's a complete basket case. Um, you know, you got... More, more transgender generals than you actually have real commanders. So, okay, try to run your, try to run your military services with transgenders who, you know, obviously they're mentally incapacitated to begin with and they're running the military. So, I don't know what to do about it there in in this way, but I think the Marines were set up. I would agree with you. Seriously, I would agree. They're the last holdouts. They're supposed to still even, if you listen to the hopium crowd, they're fairly less, they're fairly working with uh, with Trump, you know, still to this day. Now, whether that's true or not, we don't know. We'll have to see how time plays out. But things are certainly happening out there.
1: Yeah, I guarantee you the troops that were killed were in a unit that was the, the most white and the least faggy of all the then- Uh, Military units in the Marine Corps.
0: Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people. You probably know, but a lot of people don't understand that the military itself, the leadership of the military, is as dirty as it gets. They will not hesitate to take a unit and send them on suicide squads, uh, missions, you know, knowing that they're going to suffer some casualties. They don't hesitate because that's how they get rid of the the opposition. So when you hear about fragging and things like that, well, you know, it's almost like it's a, a healthy response, like it's calling anti-Semitism. You know, you you know, the, the leadership is out to kill you. And uh, so, you know, you do what you have to do to protect your lives and the lives of your men. So that's what you have today. They won't hesitate. Mm-hmm. Look what they did to, uh what was it, Tillman or something like that? Pat Tillman, the yeah, former Arizona guy. They basically sent him out to kill him. And this is normal. This is how dirty okay. that the military leadership
1: really is. Are you familiar with Extortion 17, the helicopter flight of the Navy SEAL, SEAL Team 6?
0: Yeah, they set that and up and then shot London. it. Yeah, and then yeah. they shot it down. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, one of the accounts I read was it's supposed to have been an RPG that hit a lucky shot, quote, unquote. Well, the uh, they, they pulled the... Uh, some of the Pakistani or, or Afghan troops, I'm not sure which, but they pulled them off that helicopter to pack in more SEALs. And then they fly into the thing, and one of the witnesses said that the missile flew low to the ground and then angled up as it got close to the helicopter, And the CH-46, which has a, the engines in the rear, the big twin-engine helicopter, and it angled up and exploded right next to the engine. Now, for an RPG, that's pretty lucky. Yeah, for, well, for a, an RPG for could not. Mystery. Well, actually, that's, that's an exactly RPG, exactly.
0: RPGs cannot do that. You know that. RPGs are unidirectional. They do not have the ability to change in mid-flight. So that, if that's what happened and they wouldn't doubt it, uh, you know, obviously right. that was a hit and we know it's a hit. Come on. We know it was a hit. Everybody knows, but again, we don't have instruments of state to prove it. That's really the whole problem here is we have to figure out a way now that we see the problem is to, to get, to get instruments of state. And then be as ruthless as they have been to us. I mean, that's the whole point here. You know, they're they're killing people. They've murdered tens of thousands of Americans so far this past year. And the year's not over yet since they started all these vaccinations, these mRNA injections. They've killed tens of thousands of Americans. That's ruthless. That is ruthless.
1: I'm willing to bet the Marine Corps is, is, has the highest rate of... Uh... Vax refusers in the military as well.
0: Yeah, I hear they're going to try to mandate it this coming week. They're giving, like, the servicemen a week to make a decision. It's like, screw you people. I think uh, they said 40% of the military is not uh, injected with this toxin, and they estimate of the 40%, it'll be 20% of that. For In other words, it'll be a 50-50, so that'll leave about 20% of the military will be, Refusers and that will give Then enough power To the deep state to use the military For a further means So we're looking at a military That's and they'll go after them They're not going to want them released into the public Because they know they're trained And they could form some type of militia So they're going to do what they can to destroy these guys And gals but uh, they're going to do What they can to destroy them Simply because they don't want them back in the general population
1: Right you know, the generals they're they're groomed and then they're uh they're selected, they're nominated uh by the president, and approved by Congress. So same people, the same deep state that runs the government, picks up these generals. Plus you had the Obama purge of uh of the second term where he got rid of a lot of generals that he I guess he felt would be uh resistant to, to the plans ahead. And so it's a bad deal. And I don't, I hope people don't have hatred against your average Lance Corporal or Sergeant who's serving in the Marine Corps because they go in and they have no idea. They don't have the knowledge you and I have because they're not exposed to it. Unless you look for it, you're not going to find it. So they don't know until they get back, maybe. And then they start looking into things and then maybe they commit suicide. I don't know, but it's a sad deal, in my opinion.
0: Well, you know, it's Enough. up to the military that's all I have to for act. Today. All right. Thanks so much, Bruce. That's Bruce in Texas, everybody. Uh, that's pretty much going to do it for the show here. We're, looks like we're about out of time. It looks like Germany now has completed their withdrawal from Afghanistan entirely. We'll have more on this breaking story coming Saturday inside the I live 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern through one o'clock p.m. Good night everybody. Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be back again Saturday morning, 10 o'clock a.m. right here. Good night.